Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Arthritis at Home. I am Cheryl Cohen. I'm a person living with rheumatoid arthritis, and I'm also a privilege to uh, be a part of the Arthritis Consumer Experts team. And I'm really, really happy to be here um, with you today uh, to talk to Ms. Maya Joshi. Maya uh, is also a person living with inflammatory arthritis, specifically rheumatoid arthritis. And of course, you may know her as our Joint Health Program Coordinator. We're really happy to have you here, Maya. Uh, also, I think most importantly, uh, you're, in, uh, you're gonna be going into your fourth year at UBC. Yeah, that's right. Uh, studying sociology. So we're very, very uh, happy that you've joined us um, to talk a little bit about um, sort of this concept that we are more than our inflammatory arthritis and some of the things that you've learned recently in your journey of four years uh, thus far with um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, um, wanting to just dive a little deeper into your own experience, um, particularly recently, because I think you have some really important things uh, to share with our viewers. So welcome uh, to, to the program, or back to the program, rather. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting to be on this side of the interview seat. Being yeah, you're normally the interviewer, so we're putting you in the, in the hot seat, so to speak. You've had this experience, uh, obviously, like many of us have, where you're diagnosed, um, you ask the question, why me, probably a thousand times, uh, never, sometimes never really getting answers that are overly satisfying but you end up dealing with it and, and learning how to cope but one of the things that happens to us is we start to shut down and say no to some of the physical things that we've been doing in our life we want to talk about how you have responded um, either initially partway through your four years of disease and, and most recently with overcoming um, challenges to arrive at this statement that I am more than my inflammatory arthritis. So I guess, you know, we'll start with what's held you back um, from taking on some of the physical or recreational challenges or opportunities or activities that you used to do. Yeah. So, um, just for some context, I'm, I'm in no way an Olympic caliber athlete like Cheryl, but um, pre-diagnosis, I was playing soccer pretty competitively three or four times a week. I was um, pretty active. I go on like annual big camping trips and I go like running and hiking. And um, after diagnosis, as I'm sure a lot of patients can relate to, uh, that kind of stopped. I think that um, at the beginning, the first like year or so, daily activities were really hard. Again, something that I think most patients can relate to. And at that time, when like grocery shopping, cleaning, showering sometimes feels exhausting, it's really hard to picture doing more physical activity. It feels impossible, even though we know it's not. We know that there's so much great research and patient experience that shows that exercise is actually really good for you, even when you're feeling not great, but it's hard to motivate yourself. And that was um, my biggest challenge. So I lost like 20 plus pounds of mostly muscle like in the first year after my diagnosis. And, um, and then even when my disease activity started being so much better controlled, once I got on a really good treatment plan, 
it was still really hard to like get out of that state of mind that was telling me that I couldn't do difficult or hard things. I think that that like exhaustion, uh, fatigue, pain, inflammation that I had at the beginning of my disease and um, every once in a while throughout when you flare up really caused me anxiety about doing new things, about doing like hard things. Um, so that's what really held me back. Like it started off with uh, physical limitations to some extent, and then it became primarily like psychological limitations and these yeah. things that were telling me I couldn't do more. Well, I mean, it seems only natural that if you're having a tough time, even looking after sort of personal hygiene or preparing your own meals or, you know, getting up and getting dressed in the morning, getting to work or to school, on time and actually being present, it stands to reason that you don't think about, you know, running around on the soccer pitch. Like that's sort of a step up from just basically trying to shower and get dressed. Um, and it sounds like anxiety for you and, and, and probably linked with fear uh, was a big barrier to considering getting back out on the soccer field. How have you learned over the last uh, several months um, to sort of better handle that and, and tell us about your recent experience, which I think everyone's going to be so elated for you. And I think it will open up opportunities, possibilities for people that are watching. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll start with describing that recent experience and then talk about how I like reached, uh, got myself to that point. Um, so just last weekend, I did a pretty physically demanding uh, canoe and camping trip with my sister and my brother-in-law and, um, and his family. It was something that I used to do things like that before diagnosis, and I haven't since. It was um, about three days, and to get to the campsite, we uh, canoed across three lakes and then like hiked and carried our stuff and the canoes, although I personally did not carry a canoe <laughs> from, um, from the, the areas from one lake to another. And, um, commonly known as a portage. Yes, commonly known as a portage. Um, so that was like a big deal for me. It was a really big step. And I think the different things that have helped me get to that point have been, yeah, really a mix of different things. One of the main things being inspiration from other patients. Um, since I've become involved with ACE and have met so many amazing people in the arthritis community, I've seen people like Cheryl, like yourself, um, you know, Spencer O'Brien, my, my mother as well, who um, she has rheumatoid arthritis and a couple other chronic conditions as well, but she's out there getting like 20,000 steps every day, going to the gym <laughs> three times a week. Cheryl is um, riding, like riding up hills on her bicycle that are this steep all the time. Um, and I think that was a really, these are all important things for me to see, um, especially because for yourself, for example, Cheryl and my mom, I see them at times where things are challenging for them. And I know that they do still experience disease challenges, yet they're able to do these really awesome physically demanding things. And that um, is important for me to see, has given me like confidence that, well, maybe I can do stuff like this. It's not impossible. Um, and then another important dimension is also just 
doing things myself and slowly building up my confidence. Yeah. So this is actually something that COVID has been a really important time for. Um, I think having more free time and less social activities to be, um, to even have the possibility of doing, I've been exercising more and like jogging, getting back to running, sometimes even like sprinting at the end of my jogs. And that's, <laughs> yeah, it feels great. And I hadn't done it for so many years. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I, you know, as you know, I own a dog and, uh, as you might imagine in volleyball, throwing, using your hitting arm is, is like, it's like holding a glass of water to my mouth. It's so second nature for me. So throwing is a motion that was obviously very difficult for me. Um, but a couple of years ago, I started to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to teach myself how to throw again. I'm going to see if I can retrain and re-energize this dynamic motion of throwing. And I started out where I could only throw the ball like five feet. And my dog would look up at me and go like, is that the best you got there, mom? Um, and now I can throw it like about 20 or 30 yards or meters away. Um, and it was just thinking about the possibility of doing it again. So that's the kernel. Yeah. Um, it and it sounds like for your canoe trip, for you, it was you started to become more physically active. You even, you know, went crazy and sprinted at the end of, uh, of a section of your, of your jog. Besides sort of that, what else did you do to prepare for the opportunity of getting out in nature again and doing something that was uh, physically demanding such as a camping kind of slash uh canoeing uh, trip what yeah. what else did you do to prepare both physically but also emotionally yeah cool so i'll start with like one of the emotional psychological things which is something that you've actually been really helping me with over the past couple months which is trying to focus on acceptance instead of fear so um, I've been really working on shifting my state of mind to understanding, accepting that, yes, I have this disease. Yes, there are times where it can be really challenging, but um, that doesn't need to be something that holds me back. So seeing like saying to myself, I've experienced bad flares before. And because of that, I know that if it happens again, even while I'm on a camping trip, even when I'm doing physical activity, I can deal with it because I've yeah. dealt with it before instead of saying I've experienced bad flares before. And for that reason, I don't want to do these activities. And then some more sort of like practical things that helped me prepare was um, just thinking about my weekly treatment plans. So I take a biologic, um, a biosimilar actually every month, sorry, every week. Um, and on the same day, I also take methotrexate. And I know that two days after I take those two medications, I'm feeling really good. And throughout the week, maybe I, I lose a bit of my soldiers that are helping me <laughs> feel good from those drugs. Um, so I knew this camping trip was coming up. So I changed the date of my injection just by one day, but it made a really big difference because it meant that I was feeling in my prime while we were doing the yeah. trip. Boy, that's super savvy. Uh, year four into it, I can say I've not spoken to a lot of year fours who have who figured this combination out. And you know, to do that, you need 
you need not permission, but support from your rheumatology team mm -hmm. as well, right? Like some patients, um, people rather, who are living with disease like us, Maya, do, like you're afraid of, of moving something by a day. But I think generally speaking, you can do that and mm -hmm. look at the tool it gave you in your toolbox. It just gave you that huge sort of pillar of confidence that you could stand on top of and, and go out and, and do it. So I do the exact same thing, by the way. Um, I know when my sort of peak uh, ability physically will be because of my med uh, routine. Um, and I think that's a really great pearl that you've offered um, our viewers, as well as this sort of psycho-emotional piece, which is, you know, I did it before. I, I've gotten through a flare before. I've dealt with, you know, a swollen joint before. I know what to do. Let's just do that and remain positive. And it's so easy to, to go low in your thinking if you let yourself going high is so much better. It's so much more rewarding, I think, emotionally and, and obviously physically as a result. Um, so good for you. And, and thanks for sharing that, um, that insight with, with everyone. I want to, I want to ask you something like of the trip that you just took, um, what did you most enjoy about it? Uh, apart from getting through it and not getting devoured by mosquitoes and bears and things, those are the obvious things, but what did you really most in, enjoy about it? And, um, and did you learn anything new at, uh, on the trip? Yeah, um, so I think for me, uh, maybe the thing I enjoyed most about it, and maybe this is a very self-centered thing, but I felt really proud of myself the whole time. <laughs> it just, it felt so good. I was, um, I was with each, you know, stride or canoe stroke, I was really happy and it feels good to like feel proud of ourselves and have these moments that are um, I think defining in our disease journey and that show us that we are more than our inflammatory arthritis. Um, so that was great being proud of myself. That was a good feeling. There's nothing um, selfish about that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. you can't love yourself, which I think that's where pride, you know, pridefulness comes from, it's love of self. You can't love anything else, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, and another thing you, you'd ask what, what I'd learned as yeah. well. Um, so one of those things being that uh, support from other people and like open communication is really important. So I'm super lucky that the people that I was traveling with who had been in been my bubble for the past uh, month or so, uh, I've spoken to them really openly about my disease, about my limitations. And before the trip, we sat down and had a very um, open conversation about what, what I could do, what I couldn't do, et cetera. And doing that gave me more reassurance because I wouldn't have to somewhere in the middle of this trip stop and have to explain or, um, or not explain and keep things to myself because I don't know how to communicate. Yeah, boy, this is a really valuable piece of information I think that you're passing on to people. And as I, when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, oh yeah, how smart is that? Spend the energy about what challenges you think you might face physically, pull them out, talk about them, around them, through them, package them back up, and let other people be considerate of those things as you're actually in the activity. 
Otherwise, you're trying to manage that and physically manage the activity. It's just too much. You feel overwhelmed. So good for you for pulling it all out in, in advance, making a plan. And, and literally, it's not just us who's responsible for our own disease, right, and taking care of it. It is, whether they like it or not, our loved ones have a role to play in that as well. And, um, you know, I know you and I know your loving family and, and circle of friends, Maya, and I know they're like all in, which is fabulous, as, as for me. And I think that's so important. Um, so thanks uh, for that uh, great tip. And the thing you enjoyed the most, just being proud, you know, being proud. Yeah. Did you see any wildlife? Did you see anything crazy? Well, it was pretty cool. Like, we had to cross some beaver dams, which we didn't see the beavers, but it was cool to see that environment. We saw um, uh, some bald eagles, lots of loons, um, potentially a bear at night. Like, it's <laughs> it's a thing of contention with... Um, that was your brother-in-law. He got in a little costume. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, it was so great. And I have to say, one of the other things that I enjoyed the most, which I know might be kind of strange, but... At the end of the travel day when we were doing the portage and canoe, um, I felt like muscle soreness. And it wasn't joint pain, although there was some joint pain. It was just like muscle soreness from working really hard. And everybody had the same muscle pain. And we were all there, like tired but proud of ourselves. And I just felt really like normal. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was great. Isn't that amazing? Who would have thought the perk <laughs> of the trip would have been muscle soreness? Um, yeah. But I think everyone who's watching and listening to you um, and the sharing you've done, Maya, like I can relate to that. I know, oh, wow. You mean I just went on that bike ride and everybody else's bum is sore too? Oh, excellent. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, it does, a, it's a bit of a tired phrase, but it does make you feel not necessarily more normal, but more like you were before you had your diagnosis, which is yeah. the old benchmark norm, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like to think of where I'm at now as the norm and, and this is my benchmark today. Anything else you'd like to share about this last, uh, sort of few months and, and overcoming this fear? Like this is huge, Maya, like coming, overcoming fear and anxiety to get, put yourself back out there to take the opportunity to be physical again, to try to do some of those things that you love and enjoy uh, it just sounds like you've like hit it out of the park. You've really uh, succeeded. And even if you hadn't, trying is success, right? Definitely. You don't know unless you don't, unless you try. And yeah. I'm only where I am because of um, the like wonderful supports that I have in my family and friends and wonderful role models like yourself and other patients who I've learned so much from their experiences. I think that if I, if I could offer any advice to um, other folks living with arthritis who might be in my position. It's that, um, and this is still something I'm working on, but um, it's that our experiences, our past experiences with arthritis, they don't have to be something that holds us back, but actually something that can help us through challenging situations and in a way kind of gives us an advantage over people who haven't had those experiences, like disease challenges, fatigue, pain. These are all things that have taught us resilience. They've, you know, increased our ability to deal with pain or tiredness or these challenging circumstances. And I think 
that I'm, I'm learning that those things make us stronger, tougher people. And that's pretty cool. It doesn't make us, doesn't make us weaker in any way. Yeah, not at all. That's a really uh, great way to, to tie up this um, lovely conversation, Maya, this idea that, um, you know, I always say to people, when you get a diagnosis like rheumatoid arthritis, like getting the horrible poker hand, right? What the hell? How am I going to get rid I want to put in all five of my cards and get five new cards. Um, but it's how you use those cards and, and, you know, how you look at the colors and the shapes and, and you sort of go, oh, this isn't such a bad hand, you know, I'll, I'll do with it what I can. Um, makes where we go at the end of a particular journey, whether it's, you know, project journey or a life journey like you've just experienced, so much sweeter. It's just makes everything, um, you know, more, more fulfilling, I think, at, at the end of the day. So thank you so, so much. You're an absolute superstar in, in my book. I, I learn from you every time that we speak um personally uh, as we do here in this forum um and also at work so i want to just thank you maya so much for joining us for sharing um sharing what i did on my summer vacation uh, <laughs> and and how you have shown uh everyone uh you know that you're more than your inflammatory arthritis we all are and i, I think um hopefully this message resonates in those of you who have joined us and uh, we uh, want you to join us in uh, commenting, uh, sending advice, if you will, or some of the pearls uh, that you may um, want to share with our, our membership would be great. You can do so in the comments section um, or email us directly. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So on that note, we wanna say goodbye. And again, thanks Maya very much for your time today. My pleasure. Bye everyone. <laughs>